Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. Hello and welcome back to the Revitalize and Grow podcast. I'm Jenny and I'm joined today by my colleagues Sophie and Charlie. Hello ladies. Hello. Hi. And today we are talking about the power of reviews and testimonials. Um, I think most people listening will probably know that the most valuable form of PR marketing is that kind of authentic word of mouth. We're always looking for that word of mouth to help spread good, positive things about our brand or business. Um, But where do you start and how do you maximize those reviews and those testimonials? Um, if we start then with um, the basic, why are third-party reviews important? Charlie, should we kick off with you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, they're particularly important because actually it gives you a second point of reference. So if you're working within a brand yourself, you're obviously going to be biased to love that brand and celebrate it because otherwise you wouldn't work for that brand in the first place. So when it comes to um, either a business or a consumer looking for a new supplier, to have somebody else in a um, non-branded space Mm -hmm. say, look, I like this product, I like this brand, gives it a social proof that is more than the brand can explain themselves. Um, It gives the person who's leaving the testimonial review um, opportunity to talk about um, what that brand interaction has been like, what the services have been like and the problems that that have been solved by them, Mm -hmm. which from a new consumer point of view, going in and having that second party, third party reference that doesn't come directly from the brand itself gives a sense of humanising the brand, um, making it more relatable um, and also creating a trust point that comes from a secondary place. So, yeah, hugely important, hugely, Mm. hugely it's essentially isn't it if you have somebody if you're shouting about how great your business is or how great your product or service is you know your customer will say well of course you're going to say that you're trying to sell it to me so yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly of course that. you're going to say it's five out of five and brilliant so you're uh, biased. yes exactly <laughs> yeah so on a base level yeah that is why that is why they are so important um, and there are quite a few statistics around that aren't there I know um I've got a few you you guys probably have a few as well but um I've got some that uh, there's 95 percent of customers read online reviews before buying a product um I'm imagine everybody here does the same as soon as you want to buy something as soon as I get served a Facebook advert with something really beautiful that I want the yeah. first place I go is to look for online reviews because I don't trust the online environment without yeah. having a second opinion yeah and I think that's a, that's a really important point actually Charlie that really now if you want to sell online you do have to have reviews and more the better because shopping online is a 
can be a bit like the the wild west can't it so it helps to give that reassurance to the customers to enable them to make an informed purchase decision yeah absolutely, absolutely. and i yeah and i i definitely feel like if i've seen if particularly if it's a business product service i've never come across before and you know i'm served a instagram sponsored post and it comes through and i'm like mm, that looks quite nice and i'm like click through have a look i'm quite put off if I can't find reviews yeah me too. I wouldn't buy something if I couldn't see a, a review on it just yeah, because you start to wonder whether it's a scam yeah because exactly. if there's no presence there if there's no presence then why aren't people feeding back mm. which takes us into again or is it all everything you see online is it negative and they're kind of filtering out the negative so that you can't see it yeah, and interestingly on that, Jenny, actually, 52%, according to a study I read, um, people don't trust star ratings that don't have an accompanying review. And I think that so, yeah, that so rings true for me. If I just see you know, lots of five-star reviews but no content, I'm always a bit suspicious of that. Mm, yeah, absolutely, because you just think nothing's perfect <laughs> and things yeah. and things do go wrong, as you say, even if you can have the best customer service in the world but something can always go wrong and it's how you how you solve it the other thing is if something goes wrong and you have pre-sight of what the challenges are in a, a kind of a business's flow you can make the choice as a consumer as to whether you're prepared to engage with that so if the service is slow for delivery as long as you know that it might be 10 days as opposed to an ASOS next day delivery actually it makes the difference as to you being able to control that process mm-hmm. yeah I think that's completely right Charlie I also think that about TripAdvisor on on hotel reviews because the things that might really annoy some people which why they've left a negative review you might not care about so mm-hmm. I, I do think that it, it it's not always a bad thing to have bad reviews because you're right you can just make that decision about whether that's something you care about or not yeah completely completely and so if um, somebody is listening and they don't really know where to start because um, I'm sure most people will know that reviews are really important, but don't necessarily know how to get started if there isn't something already in place and how to maximize it as much as possible. So maybe we can go into that a little bit just in terms of, right, if there's a completely blank st- slate, where does a business even begin to start gathering those? Well, the most important, well, the most popular places to read reviews, are Amazon at 95%. So if you're on Amazon, then you absolutely, without a doubt, have to have your reviews turned on. I'm sure it's probably part of your setting up your shop, but Amazon is absolutely critical. If you sell via retailers, then 93% of customers expect to see it on a retailer site. So work with the retailer to make sure that you are able to have your reviews coming up on their web page for your brand and then on your own brand site goes without saying to to have them that's 68 percent of people would expect to see that and search engines there's 65 percent of people like to see reviews on a search engine so with that there's a few different ways you could do it obviously google review is is an obvious one and we'd actually recommend you do that anyway because Mm -hmm. it's good for your search um, position results so get google review set up regardless but then what a lot of brands do is they use a third-party site like um, Trustpilot or similar, and then that helps to give that additional credibility that you know it's not 
being made up, which can be the risk about having them on your brand site if it's mm. they're just that you've put on there, which the, I think that's still better than not having anything. But in an ideal world, the ones on your own brand website would be feeding through from a third party site like yeah, Trustpilot or FIFO or, or similar. Mm. Absolutely. And on your own website, that's a great place to expand, isn't it? And have testimonials and bigger case studies. And um, as you say, they're definitely important and good to have. But um, yeah, again, there isn't, there is that sort of trust element from your customers that, of course, you're going to put some great testimonials on your website that have come from you. Whereas, as you say, Sophie, having that kind of third party review um, platform feeding through to your website is is really important. Um, and so if once people are set up, how, where do you start to gather or encourage people to leave those reviews? Well, some easy, sort of easy and obvious places are to put up, if, if you've got bricks and mortar store, then to have it at the bottom of your receipt with some sort of incentive that you see that a lot a lot of the big retailers do that um similarly if you're more of a smaller brand or online then having an email journey program which commences once the product has been delivered that's another popular way to seek reviews as well and having your customers go through that sort of those steps after purchase and you can ask them you know a couple of times don't you know don't be put off by just if they don't do a review straight away, come back to them a little bit longer because sometimes customers want to have a chance to actually try the product out before they're prepared mm. to write you. So reminding them with then just the steps that link through to your review provider can just make it nice and easy for your customers to help out by giving you a review and incentivizing in them by offering a chance to enter a prize draw or similar can often be a, a good way to get people to actually do it. Mm. And making it as simple as possible as well, isn't it? You don't want to put any additional barriers in. You want to make it nice and simple so people can um, leave a review quickly. Um, and as you say, yeah, a good incentive, um, whether that's, yeah, a prize, money off a next, a next purchase, um, referring friends, that can, that can work as well. I also think with this piece of once the follow-up has happened to remind people, it's actually replying to it as well. So if you've got a review going into somewhere that's highly kind of viewed, as a brand, just saying thank you for taking the time for creating this review creates a sense of somebody new coming in to look for reviews for your brand can see that there's a personalised interaction there as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and I think that's where we've talked, we touched upon as well, didn't we, earlier, where it's, so if there's nice positive reviews, if you're able to say thank you, you know, we're so, we're so pleased you enjoyed the product or the service, we're really proud. Um, equally, when there's something negative and if it's something you yeah. can fix, it's that customer service side of going in and saying, you know, we're sorry that you've had this experience with us. This is This is what we can do to fix it. Or, you know, take that conversation offline with them as well and make sure that um, they're getting what they need. So actually, they end up having a positive experience. Um, yeah. And as we've touched upon before, it's an opportunity, always see that as an opportunity to showcase how you fix problems, not, you know, do not start deleting 
bad reviews or, or ignoring them. It's you know not something we would recommend at all. <laughs> no, there's actually um, yeah statistics which show that your your customers are less likely to believe you if you've only got five star reviews. So you know, use those negative reviews for the good. Don't don't think of them as as bad and don't hide them because they can actually help show how you resolve issues for customers, which can be a plus for another customer. Absolutely, any feedback that you can take is a is a positive piece of feedback as long as you react to it properly. Mm. And and if so, once say there is a nice bank of testimonials and reviews, and there's a nice star rating. Um, how can businesses, I suppose, maximise that and leverage that with their customers? You know, what channels should they be using? How can they share that? Um, you know, with with other customers or potential customers, so they can see. Yeah, so you want to have it across all of your customer touch points, particularly in their point of purchase, because um, research shows that there's 120% lifting conversion when a shopper interacts with the ratings or reviews on your product page. So have them there, you know, at the at the point when somebody's deciding whether or not to add to basket. Um, and then another good place to have them as well is actually when they're going through the the um the payment just about to go to the payment gateway just before if they're getting sort of any last minute doubts about your website can just help to be another point of reassurance for them. And as you say, on all and keep it going through all channels that you have it on your email signatures. Make sure you know if you have newsletters that go out, make sure that there's good testimonials or reviews included within those. Um, having good templates to share on your social media channels is really good. And um, just Max, like we say with everything, didn't we? We're always like maximize the content and use it as much as possible everywhere you can. Um, so that, yeah, so that you're sharing it far and wide. Um, is there anything else that, that people can be doing to maximize or, you know, if they feel like, I suppose one question as well is, what if the negative reviews are far outweighing the positives well you need to improve your <laughs> customer service or your product <laughs> i think um you know i think that goes as charlie was saying you know you need to you, you use your negative for positive and i think it's telling you something then isn't it that, mm-hmm. that you need to have a look at whatever it is that's coming up i think you'd need to do an analysis on what the feedback was and then make a real concerted effort to to write those issues that people are having because there's no point getting sales if the people if your customers are not happy with the product they're receiving all the way in which it's being sold to them because of your processes so i think that would to me i would be looking at the business processes and the product yeah absolutely i think when you're looking at that you know that often negative reviews will probably come with a trend so Mm -hmm. when you look at it as a sales process most businesses will tell you that the hardest sale to make to a consumer or business user is the first sale. It is easier to gain repeat business than it is that single sale. So certainly if somebody's taken the time to give feedback that is negative, it absolutely needs addressing because it helps your business to perform better in the long run. Exactly. Yeah. And again, and another good marketing opportunity, as you say, once you've addressed, once you have made those concerted efforts to to change that business process or product or service and, and found those trends 
it is another opportunity to go out proactively and say, look, we've listened, we've heard, we've listened, we've made some, yeah, we've made some real significant changes and this is what we're doing. Um, and I think, yeah, that's it. Don't, don't, there's no use hiding away from it. And I know, you know, it's, it's horrible when it's public and people can, you know, people can view it, but actually, again, if you're able to show how you've addressed those issues, that's far more effective than just deleting them and hope it goes away and just leave the, and just leave the nice ones there. Anything else on, I suppose, the impact of reviews and testimonials and how to maximize them? I think that they're they're important across the board now, but it's also worth bearing in mind that it's particularly um, generation Gen Z and millennials that are most likely to abandon a purchase if there are no reviews available. So I think allocate your resources accordingly. If your target market is Gen Z and millennials, then absolutely put a big focus on getting reviews and really getting your review game the best it can. If you've got other generations that are your target market, then they're still important, but I think you can put them maybe slightly further down your to-do list. So as with anything marketing related, act according to your target Mm -hmm. market. And you had a good, you mentioned a good stat earlier, actually, um, so before we started recording, that was um, around... Was it Gen Z and how actually they act? There's a percentage where they act. Oh, yeah. So this is, yes, 60% of millennials specifically seek out one-star reviews. And (laughs) I think the reason that they do this is so that, like we were talking about earlier, so that you almost like know what the worst what the worst possible mm. thing people are saying about it in order to then make that informed decision about whether you can cope with those whatever they say is the bad thing about it so yeah that millennials and gen z if they're your target market which to be honest will probably be for majority of brands because that is an age run age range spanning from about 17 to about 40 you know that if you're attracting people in that target market then you need to focus on having really good reviews mm. that are reflective of your business yeah and as you say so those one star ones that they are actively seeking out you've responded to and fit or you know shown that you have fixed a particular problem because yeah, that's that's also what they'll be looking for exactly yeah to show how you can deal with it yeah yeah I think that was a bit of a whistle stop tour wasn't it but I think I think we've probably covered most of it I don't know is there, is there anything else um glaringly obvious that that you both think we need to cover or we haven't discussed i think we've pressed already how important the reviews are but i think just to put it into context in a study it was deemed that reviews were more important than the price of a product and whether you Mm. offered free shipping so that is how significant they are today to today's consumers yeah oh absolutely and you know building it into your regular communication plans is uh, is important isn't it and if you think about um, your social media plans, your customer service portion of that should, you know, it should sit within that and reviews becomes part of that. So yeah, it's it's an important area to look at um, and make sure you're on top of. But if you do, um, obviously with all of these things, we could go into lots of different areas in, in lots of depth. But um, if you are interested in finding out a little bit more, we do have some information on our website too. Um, but please do drop us a line and get in touch with us via the website, or you can email us at hello at adpr.co.uk. Um, we're very happy for you to pick our brains. Um, we always like 
to help. So please do reach out. Um, and as always, let us know if there's anything else you'd like us to cover on the podcast. But otherwise, um, thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.